Welcome back to Quick Bits. There was an arrest in the Tupac case that I talked about on the podcast, and there's lots of drama going down in food court, including Starbucks getting sued over fruit, the Texas Pete hot sauce drama gets spicy, and Mr. Beast dismisses his lawsuit over Mr. Beast Burger. We need to get into it. I'm legal analyst Emily D. Baker. This is the Quick Bits, where I break down just the main points of the pop culture and entertainment cases I'm currently covering on YouTube and the Emily Show podcast. Let's get into it. For Quick Bits, I'm combining two weeks because I had a podcast the week before, but I wasn't streaming because I was at the Vid Summit conference. And then this week we had streams. And then the audio only podcast was a special episode of Sidebars from the Depp v. Heard trial. In the Tupac case, we are still waiting for the arraignment of Keefe D, who was arrested for the murder of Tupac almost 30 years ago now. It's going to be very interesting to see if his book is used against him and what, if any, impact there is of a deal he made with the feds a number of years ago. I'm very interested to see legally how this case is going to play out. And then, well, we need to get to food court. We had two episodes of food court because there was so much drama going on with Texas Pete hot sauce that we just had to do two episodes. Before that, though, Mr. Beast dismissed his federal lawsuit over Mr. Beast Burger. However, there is still a state lawsuit where the company that does his ghost kitchens is suing him. I imagine what we will see is either a settlement of all of the cases or when Mr. Beast answers the case in state court that he will bring counterclaims at that time, similar to what he filed in federal court. So that was a voluntary dismissal on Mr. Beast's end. Then we've got Starbucks. Starbucks is getting sued over their refreshers with the plaintiffs alleging that the refreshers don't have the fruit that they say they have in the flavor of the drink and that one expects that if Starbucks says it is a pineapple mango drink that it has both pineapple and mango. And when I covered this on live stream, some were saying, well, yeah, we need to know what's in a drink because of allergies and for other reasons. And some were saying, I didn't really assume that it had all of those fruits in it, I assumed that that was the flavor. And that is where this lawsuit is going to break down. Is Starbucks advertising that it's made with all those fruits? Or is Starbucks advertising that that is the flavor of the drink? I want to know your thoughts on that down below. And then the drama got spicy. You may remember the Texas Pete lawsuit where a guy in California purchased Texas Pete hot sauce and then was mad that the Texas Pete hot sauce was not made in Texas, but in fact is made in North Carolina, which it says on the bottle. The plaintiff in that case is dismissing the lawsuit alleging harassment from Texas Pete's lawyers. The lawyers were trying to serve individuals with deposition subpoenas who are connected to this plaintiff. Now, this is the second case where the plaintiff has dismissed the case and used their motion to dismiss to excoriate the other side, saying that the other side is harassing them through subpoenas. In a Kroger lawsuit over sunscreen and this lawsuit over Texas Pete, the plaintiff is alleging that subpoenaing others that might be involved in the case is harassment. The defense 
in this case and the past case are alleging that the plaintiff's law firm and this particular plaintiff have an illegal arrangement for this plaintiff to bring cases. So then we had to dive into how many cases this plaintiff has brought, and there were a substantial number of them. He has brought at least four class action lawsuits with this same law firm, the one over Texas Pete's designation of origin, one over sunscreen being labeled as reef-friendly when it does not contain reef-friendly ingredients, which is something that I think should be litigated, one over Whole Foods and whether or not there was enough macaroni in the macaroni and cheese that they sell, and one over mouthwash. What we also found is that the co-plaintiff in the Whole Foods lawsuit is also the plaintiff on the Berea lawsuit. The chat has told me that it's Barilla, not Berea. I'm sorry, I grew up in Southern California. The two L's just sound like Berea in my brain. So co-plaintiff also has at least four food litigations going on with this same plaintiff's firm. So we went all the way down the rabbit hole and a few of those lawsuits have been dismissed in the same way alleging the other side is using the court process to harass when they're trying to serve deposition subpoenas to see if this plaintiff has a relationship with the plaintiff's law firm such that they are deciding together to maybe bring these lawsuits. And it's not actually a case in controversy. I'm going to be keeping an eye on that. We've decided we need to do an entire like McDonald's episode of Food Court. And if you're interested in the details of illegal advertising, what is the boundaries of illegal advertising? Is it really unjustly enriching corporations or are these lawsuits really predatory? That's the conversation that we had on Thursday. I think Food Court is fascinating. It was really needed last week and I hope that you enjoyed those episodes diving in a little bit more to the law, what these illegal capper agreements look like in plaintiff's law with these food class actions and what some of those food class actions have settled for, because there was one over Benefiber that settled for almost $5 million with the same law firm and the same plaintiff. So if you want all the tea on that, that is over on my long form channel. But for now, that is the quick bits. Next week, it will be back into covering more of the heavy cases that we need to catch up with. Idaho, Corey Richens. And of course, there are some updates in the eight passengers case. So that is what's coming for you next. I will see you live on Tuesday and Thursday. And if you want to stay in the loop, don't forget, lawnardapp.com is the best way to do it. A free app in your iOS and Android app store. And you guys have been loving it. So if you haven't downloaded it yet, there's a discount in there for some new designs in the Lawnard shop. I'm just saying, head over to the app and I will see you in the next one. Bye. You can stay up to date with everything I'm covering on our free iOS and Android app at lawnerdapp.com or search your app store for Lawnerd. And you can also follow me on social media at the Emily D. Baker. Remember, I stream on YouTube on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I recap all of that for you in quick bits on Monday. And of course, The Emily Show drops on Wednesdays. Thanks for being a Lawnerd. <laughs>